0: IT'S CHRISTMAS!
1: Well, tonight, thank God,
2: it's Instead of you Oh, Christmas Day, my ass I'm
0: driving home for Christmas Oh, I can't wait to see those faces Happy Christmas to you and all.
3: Happy Christmas, one and all. It's almost here. Only a few days to go now, and here is your last proper Merry Britsmas of the year with your host, Adam, bringing you an extra special British festive cheer. I hope you've all had a wonderful December so far and have exciting things planned, hopefully without any COVID mayhem ruining them. Regardless, I hope you have someone to spend time with and enjoy the real reason for the season. The TV, the music, the films and the food. Well, that's what Mary Britsmas talks about. And I have a special early gift for you, this episode, of not having to listen to my voice for a bit. Because, as last year, I reached out to the Christmas podcast community to find their thoughts on the British Christmas ads that take over our TV and internet at this time of year. Also, I discuss one of the best festive episodes of all time from a religious sitcom, The Vicar of Dibley, as well as one of my all-time favourite festive songs. Greg Lake's I Believe in Father Christmas. In 1994, there are still some quite common stereotypes and expectations regarding gender in society. This is fortunately changing in the modern era, but let's trip back to that time period to enjoy one of the best British sitcoms ever that looked to challenge stereotypes, sometimes, with a show about a vicar for a small village called Dibley. To the confusion of the villagers, this new vicar turns out to be a woman. The show was created by rom-com legend Richard Curtis, creator of the likes of Notting Hill, Four Weddings and a Funeral, and Christmas classic Love Actually. The show The Vicar of Dibley is a classic here in Britain. It was voted third in a BBC poll of Britain's best sitcoms and has won multiple British comedy awards and two international Emmys. It ran for three seasons, from 1994 to 2000, but there were also a number of festive specials, charity show revisitings, and recent lockdown shorts that came out last year. The main character was written for comedian and actress Dawn French. She plays Geraldine Granger, a vicar assigned to the area after the 1992 changes in the Church of England rules which allowed women to be part of the clergy. She is brash, bold and fun-loving, characteristics perhaps not usual amongst a religious leader in a small village.
4: A lot of you were surprised to find that your vicar's a woman. Not as surprised as me. All the way through my teens, I was convinced that naturally I would become a supermodel and marry either Eric Clapton or David Sowell, as you do.
3: But the villagers soon grow to love her, or at least some of them do. There's Owen, played by Roger Lloyd Pack, a farmer known for his poor hygiene and gruesome stories of life on the farm.
5: Moving on. Yeah, sorry I'm late. That's all right, Owen. We've only just begun. My bladder's been playing up again. I've spent so much time in the stables toilet, I'm thinking of sending out change of address cards.
3: <laughs> There's Frank, the very boring and pedantic secretary of the parish council.
4: And I need to hear a little bit for level, so tell us what you have for breakfast. Toast. Oh, yeah. I need a little bit more than that, so just make something up, you know, let your imagination run wild.
6: Wild?
7: Great. Two pieces of toast.
3: (laughs) Jim, the often confused church organist whose speech impediment involves him repeatedly saying
8: No, 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 no.
3: There's Geraldine's best friend, Alice, a scatterbrained, ditzy but lovable helper at the church.
8: You know that stuff that they're selling now at the local shop? Which stuff? I can't believe it's not butter. Oh, yes. Well, you know, I can't believe it's not butter. <laughs>
3: <laughs> However, there is an antagonist, someone who struggles with Geraldine's appointment for some time, David Horton, the chairman of the parish council and local councillor who likes traditional and old-fashioned roles and expectations.
4: Hello, I'm Geraldine, believe you're expecting me.
7: No, I'm expecting our new vicar. Unless of course you are the new vicar and they've
3: landed us with a woman <laughs> some sort of insane joke. <laughs> <laughs> and rounding out the cast is David's son, Hugo a dim-witted, childish, yet sweet man. I'm
4: Geraldine, call me Jerry.
3: Delighted to meet you, I'm Hugo, call me Hugo. <laughs> the first Christmas special came after the first season on Christmas Day 1996 and it's called The Christmas Lunch Incident. At the start of the episode, Geraldine is chatting with Alice whilst decorating their tree about what they're excited about at Christmas.
8: And what about you? I'm totally excited about your first Christmas sermon. It's just going to be an experience I'll never forget. Alice, (laughs) my
4: first Christmas sermon was last
1: Christmas. (laughs) Oh, I forgot.
3: David is hosting a Christmas party and being his usual Scroogey self. May I take this opportunity of wishing you all a Merry Christmas?
7: I hope we all find this a time of joy and peace and goodwill to all men. Hugo, tell that lot to go and drown themselves, will you? (laughs)
1: Yes,
3: Yes, all right. But the kids do come in to sing their Christmas songs. The kids are also a bit confused about the nativity, thanks to Alice.
4: What's so special about Jesus? His name's a swear word. (laughs) Yes, but I was thinking rather more of the fact that he's the son of God. And where was he born?
1: In Dunstable!
4: In Dunstable.
1: Yes, that's right. right. Well, who
8: told you that? Oh, but that's what my mum told me. Jesus was born in Dunstable. In a stable.
3: During the party, Geraldine gets invited to spend Christmas Day and dinner with Jim and Frank and with David and Hugo, and is guilted into accepting both of them. She's also freaked out by David implying how important the Christmas sermon is, and so tries to get Alice's help the next day.
4: In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God. And Alice, please, put that magazine down.
8: (laughs) It's great, though. Great beginning. Fantastic.
4: Oh, well, good. Glad you enjoyed it.
3: And Alice gives her a very intellectual gift.
4: Oh, Alice. How sweet. Ooh, I wonder what it is. Is it a ball? No. I wonder if it's a book.
8: Can I open it now? Yeah.
4: yeah. thanks. I love books.
8: Something a bit intellectual, just to get your teeth into, you know, just drift away on a carpet of storytelling and imagination. Right. Zigga, zigga. The authorised biography of the Spice Girls.
3: (laughs) And then Alice invites her to Christmas lunch as well, and she feels far too guilty to turn it down. Cut to the next morning in the Christmas sermon, and she uses some interesting inspiration for the service. Oh,
7: well done, Vicar. A first-class sermon.
4: Oh, thanks, David.
7: <laughs> Interesting text. Fascinating parallel between the two stories. Just like Mary, the Spice Girls were also virgins, thrust into the public eye at a young age. Very illuminating. <laughs> yes, uh,
3: and like them, Jesus wants us to tell him what we want. What we really, really want. That's right. <laughs> so on to the Christmas lunches, and first up is Frank and Hugo, who bring an enormous plate.
4: of
5: vegetable is that? Sixteen. Meat <laughs> and sixteen veg. That's always been the way in Dibley. <laughs> <laughs> Tucking in because there's more where that came
3: from. She finishes up, but a whole Christmas pud arrives for each of them, and she struggles through before a traditional Christmas cracker joke.
5: What do you do when you see a spaceman? Oh, I don't know, no, 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 no,
4: no, 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 Jim! <laughs> what do you do when you see a spaceman?
5: Talking it mad. <laughs> <laughs> now that most amusing. How do they think up these new jokes every year?
3: <laughs> On to David and Hugo's, where at first she's happily surprised by a pasta dish as something different.
5: Well, that's
4: original. Not going for the traditional turkey then? Well, not as a starter, no. <laughs> right. So this... Family-sized portion of pasta is in fact the starter, is it? Excellent. Tuck in.
3: <laughs> then they bring out a fish course, then the turkey, and with this comes a sprout-eating competition that Geraldine feels compelled to win on poor Hugo's behalf. More sprouts, Vicar.
4: Uh, no, no, they're lovely, but I really couldn't eat another one. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, (laughs) What?
7: What? What? No, 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 no. it's nothing. Hugo and I have a silly Christmas wager each year. I bet that I can eat more sprouts than the guests, and he bets that I can't. (laughs) Never won in 20 years, have you, Hugo? (laughs) No, Father. As usual, you win. Like every tennis game, every game of backgammon, every game of cards we've ever played since I was born. I suppose you're just a better person than I (laughs) am. (laughs) Right. Thought he was onto a winner with you, though, Geraldine. <laughs> no such luck. <laughs> no, <laughs> I'm a loser. That's my boy.
4: <laughs> Just wait one cotton-picking minute here. I think perhaps I could manage a couple more after all.
3: She manages to best David in the competition and then heads on to Alice's. Full of so much food, she has to crawl to her house complaining about the amount of Delia Smith recipes she's had to eat so
0: far.
4: If I ever actually meet Delia Smith in person, I'm afraid I'm going to have to strangle her with my bare hands and stuff cranberries into every
3: available orifice. <laughs> Geraldine meets Alice's rather confused mum.
8: Geraldine, this is my mum. Mum! <laughs> ah, Mrs Tinker,
4: how lovely to meet you. I've heard so much about you. Have you? Yes, I have. Have you? I have certainly have. Oh, you have, have you?
1: <laughs> yes.
3: And rather odd sister, played by the brilliant Victoria Wood. Her sister is also a bit confused about the day.
8: Guess what Mum's cooked up for us today? Oh, would it be turkey and 16 veg? Don't be silly, not for Easter. It's Christmas. Is it? Of course it is, you nicks. So why am I wearing a cardie with a large bunny on it, though? Well, I've been meaning to ask you that all morning.
3: She also tells a story to try and get some leniency from her best friend, but it doesn't quite work.
8: But since
4: the third family was where her absolute best best friend lived...
8: Oh, like I'm your best friend? Yeah,
4: she decided to tell her best friend all about the three meals problem.
8: Oh, good idea. Yes,
4: because she knew her best friend would take pity on her and say, hey,
8: you don't have to eat all that food if you don't want to. Just have a cup of tea instead, you know, to help her out. Oh, that's why right. it's not like me at all. Yeah. <laughs> No, because if she was my best friend and we cooked a meal for her like we cooked this one for you and it turned out that she'd eaten already, I'd just cry and cry. My sister would cry, look, she's crying already just hearing the story. And I'd probably be scarred psychologically for the rest of my life by this dreadful turn of the train and deceit. Right. (laughs) Well, we better tuck in then, eh?
3: She makes it home at last exhausted and stuffed, collapsing in the doorway only for Owen to appear and invite her over for some food.
5: The other night, you said, was I going to ask you to Christmas lunch? And I said no, and then you snogged me. Did I? Uh, Yes. And now I've realised that was your subtle female way of angling for an invite. I don't think it was. And I missed it, because I'm not a subtle female. So now I'm asking, would you come to lunch? and the vicar is pleased to
3: hear something at first.
4: I hope
5: you're not too hungry.
4: Oh, do you know, that's the sweetest thing you've ever said to me.
5: Only I know how farmers are famous for big spreads, but I'm not a cook, so I've not done one.
4: Oh, wonderful.
5: Ha <laughs> <laughs> ha, only joking. <laughs>
4: Right, there's quite a lot of food here for
5: just the two of us. No, I'm not eating. Stomach upset. But don't you worry, I shall get just as much pleasure from watching you tuck in.
3: So after her fourth Christmas dinner, Geraldine gets a forklift truck to carry her home, collapses on the sofa and then realises she's actually all alone now on Christmas Day night. But the doorbell rings, and Peter Capaldi is at the door. Not as the Doctor, but as Tristram, a producer from Songs of Praise who met Geraldine before. And he asks her something. I know I've only met you the once, but I've never been able to get you out of my mind. And well, I think you're perfect, so I just wondered if you'd marry me. But in true sitcom manner, it's not quite as it seems.
1: Hi. Hi.
3: <laughs> and this is Hi. Eva. I didn't bring her in just now in case you said no, but well, she'd love to meet you.
8: Hello, Eva. 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 Yes, E. Whatever.
4: <laughs> and, and you are. Tristram's fiance? <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> no, of course you are. Of course you are. Do come in. Please. Just go on through. Okay. fire's on.
3: Of course, the vicar agrees to marry them because she's a lovely person at heart, but still ends up alone listening to Fairy Tale of New York before the doorbell goes again. And it's Alice and the others who come around to spend some time with her.
8: And
1: I thought she probably doesn't know, so I went round and oh, to I don't know what to say. Yeah, I do.
4: What's that, Jim?
3: Charades. Oh. The game of charades become a bit confusing as Alice stands there with a jar of mayonnaise and a jar of spaghetti. Give up! Yes! yes.
8: It's jars.
3: Jars? <laughs>
8: But apparently it's about these big jars that attack people.
7: the
5: stupid about
3: And the episode ends with a raised glass from Hugo and the villagers to the vicar, who is actually in an adjacent room. Now, I, I'm not a great speech maker.
7: Get so nervous, I usually start gibbering absolute talkish. Uh, I, I, I just wanted to say, this village. Didn't amount to doodle squat before the vicar arrived, Uh, and now it's a fantastic place to live.
5: Here, here, here. here. She's Mm. the first person ever to make me feel genuinely desirable. (laughs) Exactly, Owen. So uh, I'd like you all to raise your glasses
7: to our own dear vicar. (laughs) To the vicar. The vicar! vicar! And we hope she soon recovers from what seems to have been a truly sensational bout of indigestion.
4: I should be out
3: just after New (laughs) Year. It's one of my favourite festive specials, I watch every year. The characters are so well crafted and portrayed. It follows the trope of escalating issues with dramatic irony when an audience is aware of things the characters aren't. So we know these problems plaguing our sympathetic main character as she attempts to appease and please the villagers. The humour comes thick and fast with the situations, jokes and simple facial expressions of French and the wider cast. And it's super British, with the village setting and the polite nature of the vicar's struggles and problems. It's well worth a watch, even if you haven't seen any episodes before, as the humour stands on its own. Every year, a whole host of Christmas adverts charge onto TV and the internet in today's world. They're big-budget affairs with celebrities, creative stories, sentimentality and festive music galore. They often strive to be the most fun, the most tear-jerking or the most fantastical. I covered the John Lewis Christmas advert Madness a while ago and may have to update it soon with new ones appearing each year. Last year, I was speaking to some friends across the world and thought I'd gather their opinions on the British Christmas advert to see which ones they liked and which ones might not be worth checking out. So I reached out to some other festive podcasters who watched a selection of 2021 adverts and recorded their feedback. Each also gave their advert a rating of up to five mince pies, with five mince pies being a festive, lovely classic, and one mince pie being a bit of discarded wrapping paper and not worth much. First up is Jerry Davila from Totally Rad Christmas, who watched Aldi's latest saga in their Kevin the Carrot series, introducing E! Banana Scrooge.
9: Hi, this is Jerry from the Totally Rad Christmas podcast, here to talk about the Aldi Christmas launch advertisement. This one was pretty cool. It's uh, very dickensian. It's it's basically the uh, a Christmas carol but starring a banana as Scrooge. <laughs> it's it's kind of out there. It's definitely bonkers, but I loved every minute of it. I got all the Christmas feels. Something about Scrooge is a banana. I don't know. It just it made sense somehow, and I don't know if that just says more about me or or if it says something about Aldi. I'm not sure, but I thought it fit perfectly, and of course, at the end, we get the, the very happy ending that's typical of a Christmas carol. This one was good. I I really loved it. I give this one five mince pies. I don't know what it really had to do with Aldi, except that Aldi sometimes has bananas and, and fruit and veggies and things like that, but um, I don't think it really had to be super on brand. I mean you think about you think about some of the other classic Christmas commercials and it's not so much uh that it's everything you know just in your face, it's more just the feeling that you get and then they link it to it. And so in that respect this commercial gave me all the Christmas feels and then they linked it to Aldi and so I think Aldi did a fantastic job there. The special effects were pretty decent, you know, the, it was mostly, um, it was just about all generated, com- um, you know, computer generated, and I, I thoroughly enjoyed it, so I recommend this Aldi advertisement for 2021. Again, this is Jerry from Totally Rad Christmas. You can find me anywhere you hear podcasts, and Adam, thanks for letting me do this. All right, Merry Christmas, y'all.
3: Let's stick with supermarkets with Wayne from the great new Christmas podcast, The Christmas Alphabet, looking at Waitrose's Best Bits of Christmas advert.
2: Hello, I'm Wayne, the host of The Christmas Alphabet podcast, where we do Christmas in alphabetical order. Today I'm reviewing the 2021 Christmas ad for the supermarket chain Waitrose, called The Best Bit of Christmas, which they claim is the food. The lead character is played by Ashley Jensen, a Scottish actress well known to the British audience who has some Christmas pedigree from the film Nativity and a voice part in Arthur Christmas. There's also a cameo from the TV chef Heston Blumenthal who is offered one of his own brand of mince pies that Ashley is passing off as one she made. Waitrose, as a brand, has a reputation for being decidedly upmarket And it's become a predictable target for comedians, as a place for people with more money than sense. And my first reaction to this advert was the setting of the family Christmas party. The house is so big, so lavish, so prosperous, so Waitrose, that it's a million miles from the typical British family home. Those comedians will love this reinforcement of the Waitrose stereotype. But is that what the brand really wants to put across? My other reaction is that the comedy is dangerous. Clearly this isn't to be taken seriously. A mouthful of hors d'oeuvre is better than a handmade gift from her niece. Some prosciutto is more joyful than the glorious carol singing. Uh, It's tongue-in-cheek, a bit of British humour, not taking your Christmas too seriously. And if you get the joke and you like the humour, the advert works, but it's a bit like that series Extras, which made Ashley Jensen's name. It's a kind of humour which will divide people, and I just don't think you want an advert that divides the audience. Overall, give me the John Lewis warm and cosies rather than this. There are people here I can't identify with, And there's humour that makes me squirm a little. But then I'm not likely to shop in Waitrose anyway. So it's got high production values, it's got some humour, but the humour doesn't quite hit the mark. So I'll give it two out of five mince pies.
3: And now to Kim from the Planning for Christmas podcast, who looked at Boots Bags of Joyad with Jenna Coleman,
10: Hey, Adam, this is Kim from Planning for Christmas podcast, and I watched the Boots Bags of Joy commercial, uh, which starred, uh, well, she's Clara from Doctor Who, or also she is in Victoria, both shows that I love. But anyway, uh, at the beginning, it didn't seem super christmas She gets a bag And she's pulling out all these presents for her as kind of a Mary Poppins-esque bag. And then it starts getting Christmassy when she starts sharing that joy and that love with all her friends and family. And um, at the beginning, there was no Christmas decorations. And then it just gets more Christmassy and snowy and fantastic. And I think that it was a very good commercial and i would rate it four out of five mince pies and just have to say love the podcast and i hope that all of your is it three or four listeners now have a merry christmas and this is kim from planning for christmas podcast bye
3: And back to a supermarket with Sean of the Christmas Podcast Podcast, who looked at ASDA's Make Christmas advert.
11: Hello, Adam. This is Sean from Christmas Podcast Podcasts, and you gave me a Christmas advert to review, and it's one I've never seen. Being over here in the United States, you gave me the ASDA Christmas TV advert from 2021. I've watched it a couple times, and it's 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 a unique, uh advert it's basically people coming out of what i'm assuming asda is a grocery store and after looking it up i confirmed that um and they're ice skating it's kind of got like almost a nutcracker-ish type feel but on ice nutcracker on ice type feel uh where you go between different sections people like in home uh, in the homes going around in a play at a school and home party, office parties, stuff like that. And they're all on ice skates, skating around. Um, Not really sure what to make of it. It's kind of a different one that I'm used to. Of course, over here in the United States, everything's a little different than it is over there in the UK. Um, Not a bad commercial, I don't feel. Um, You tell us, give us a rating from one to five minutes pies. I give it about a three mince pie. I mean, it's got the Christmas stuff in it and and, and the ice skating. Um, Nothing really of the feels that I think of when it comes for TV adverts from uh, the UK. Uh, The John Lewis obviously is the most popular or most well-known over here in the United States. And I've seen a couple of those and those really give give me the feels for Christmas and, and whatnot. So I'm basing my... Review on that, on um, what a John Lewis is and how I feel about those. So, not not terrible overall. I mean, you got the holiday parties, you've got the trees and stuff in there, so you you, you know it's about that. But it's it's about uh, getting your food for your Christmas parties and stuff like that. So, um, never really seen, or we really don't have commercials like that over here in the United States. So it's kind of hard for me to. To, to really get into the commercial, or really get into it, it just—I was just kind of oh, okay. This is kind of a neat commercial, nothing that's gonna knock me on my rear end or anything like that. But not a bad commercial either. It's a, it's it's fun. It's not bad. Um, so, like I say, I give it about a, a three mince pies out of five. So there you go. There's my uh, review, as short as it is, about the ASDA Christmas TV advert from 2021. Now, as you know, I host Christmas Podcasts Podcasts, and basically my podcast is about getting people up to date about Christmas podcasts that we have listed on our site, ChristmasPodcast.com. We're also looking for new ones, so we're adding them trickling in as they come in because we are still getting new podcasts here and there. Uh, we just basically want to make a one-stop shop for the Christmas podcast listener to find... and. Uh, all the Christmas podcasts they want. Um, give them an idea of who's doing what, who's dropped what, and they can make a choice from there on who they want to listen to if they want to listen to these now, save them for later or whatnot. Um, Mary Mary is one of them. I absolutely love having on christmaspodcast.com. Uh, me personally, I love listening to anybody outside of the United States a- and get their take on what Christmas is like in their countries. Um, and you're one of the two from Britain that I really absolutely love having on. The other one is Jack from Total Christmas Podcast. Um, love the show. Love love your takes on everything that goes on there. Love hearing about what happens in the UK during Christmas. So it's stuff like that that I do for Christmas Podcasts. Podcasts, let people know about great podcasts like Merry Britsmas. So keep up the great work, Adam, and uh, we'll talk to you soon. Take care, my friend.
3: Another cheeky advert from Very about the season being the very best excuse was watched by Scott and Jay from one of my favourite podcasts, Jingle Jank, who also did a watch commentary.
12: It's the best excuse this Christmas, it's the excuse of the year. I like the colour pink, Yeah. I like that. A kid, kid in a beard. Can never yeah. beat that. with
1: it Christmas, it's the excuse of the year. <laughs> 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 There's no judgment here. Okay, production value is extremely high on this. Awkward.
9: Buy consoles, but not my foes.
1: Emotives are clear.
12: <Those laughs> now, I don't know what very.co.uk is. I'm assuming it's some <laughs> online retailer. <laughs>
1: yeah. Guess
4: whose
10: is cashmere?
12: I like that it's a little
10: cheeky. Oh, my God, he's a Johnny merry
13: excuse
1: this year. Yeah,
2: I love it. Christmas is this very moment.
12: We're not super familiar with what very.co.uk is. Here's a couple of the things that uh, we were asked to look at. Was it festive? I would say yes. What would you say?
13: Yeah, I thought it was really festive and I thought it resonated. Obviously, it was poking at some of the the things we do (laughs) at Christmas and it resonated with me.
12: (laughs) Yeah, the humor was definitely there and I always love humor. Yes, in advertisements. I wish all commercials were just funny. Now, um, as Christmas advertisements go, Jay, there are two kinds that I like. There's this funny kind. And then there's the ones that cause you to tear up. You don't
13: like those? I do when I don't, you know, it depends. Like sometimes you just don't want it to tug at your heartstrings so much, but it depends. I have to be in the mood.
12: I don't know that Elton John one with the piano last year or the year before that was, that was something, but this was funny. This made me laugh out loud. I liked the cheekiness of it. I liked that it was a bit, I guess, tongue in cheek. And you know, there was like that inside joke that we know what you're doing when you buy gifts for other people and buy a nicer one for yourself or buy what did he say a console for your nine month old exactly it was funny yeah jay we were asked to give this advert a rating from one to five mince pies five being the best and the most festive what is your rating for this i'm gonna give it i loved it i'm gonna give it five out of five mince pies i'm gonna give it five as well so you have a double thumbs up from the jingle jank boys yeah this is the highest form of weird european meat dish praise that we can dispense Mm -hmm. although it's not really meat anymore you know that right
13: what's in it i i just thought mince was was some kind of like ox butt.
12: No, no. Way back in the day it was meat. Now it's just like raisins and, and apples and okay. mince meat doesn't actually have beef suet in it anymore so you can eat it. Okay, cool. Any other thoughts on this commercial, Jay? That is the Bob Rivers of Christmas commercials and that is probably why we love it. <laughs> it really, really is. It's like the 12 pains of Christmas just without the uh, off-color humor that doesn't hold up anymore. Exactly. Really high praise from uh, over here in America. I wish we had more of these kind of commercials. So, Adam, thanks for asking us to do this and a Merry Christmas for from the Jingle Jack Boys. Police
3: Navidad. Another new podcaster, CJ from the Kringle Talks Christmas, looked at the British sporty offering from Sports Direct.
14: Hey Adam, hey everybody who is listening to Merry Britsmas. This is Chris Kringle. I am from Kringle Talks Christmas, another Christmas podcast, another English UK Christmas podcast at that. I've been asked to have a look at the Sports Direct Christmas advert and my views on it and so here's my thoughts um the snow setting automatically makes you think of christmas time the christmas cracker hat that Declan Rice is wearing uh, again automatically makes you think of christmas the opening of presents just the general sort of christmas sweater as well uh, the whole vibe of the advert considering it's a sports direct advert considering it's a sportswear advert in that just um, makes it feel even more Christmassy, if that makes sense. It's not your generic Christmas warm, good feeling advert. It's, you know, obviously sports. You had the tennis star uh, Emma Radhananku. I want to say her name is that way. Um, And the golfer of who I forgot his name. Kind of looks like the American country star Luke Combs. You have him, and you have Mason Mount, Declan Rice. You've got big nasty in it. You've got a whole host of names that give it a really meaningful meaning um, and something that is enjoyable to watch. I did feel that it was very Christmassy. Like I said, the opening of presents, the Christmas hats, uh, the snow, and I thought it was a good. I thought it was a good advert. You know, it's not um, one that I thought I'd enjoy as much. You know, being that I like quite nostalgic Christmas adverts, but I did like it indeed. Um, So yeah, that's my thoughts on it. If you haven't seen it already, go check it out. Sports Direct YouTube um, Christmas advert. And whilst you're at it, shameless plug, I've got my own Christmas poll running at the moment. Christmas advert poll from the UK, which includes the likes of Morrisons, Audi, Lidl, John Lewis, M&S, Tesco, Asda, Sainsbury's, all the big name ones you can think of. Head over to my Twitter, which is at Christmas Talks, K-R-I-S-T-M-A-S Talks. And you can see the poll there. It's the pinned tweet. There's eight choices to choose from. Put down which is your favorite. And if if the ones that you don't like or the one that you do like is not on there, put it down there. Look, this one's on there. I didn't even realize it could have been. Um, But, yeah, once again, Chris Kringle from the Kringle Talks Christmas podcast. New episodes out each week during the Christmas season. Go and check it out as well, wherever you get your podcasts. And um, for everybody, thank you very much, Adam, as well, for allowing me to do this. And for everybody, Merry Christmas. I'll see you soon. Take care.
3: I appeared on the Advent Calendar podcast to discuss the snowman with Mike, so he repaid the favour by watching Tesco's "Nothing Stopping Us.
13: Hey, this is Mike Westball from the Advent Calendar house, and I am about to watch a Christmas ad for something called Tesco. I don't know what that is, but judging from this thumbnail image of a woman putting on a very thick helmet and aviator goggles, I'm guessing she's about to go shopping somewhere. Let's find out. Okay, so Tesco appears to be a grocery store or supermarket. Woman standing outside the store in the snow. Guy asks if she needs help. She says, nothing's stopping me. Oh, and there go the goggles. (laughs) and <laughs> they're playing queen don't stop me now the way, she goes in a scooter and now we're on an office Christmas party so is this supposed to be nothing stopping us like hooray we're not quarantined anymore like last Christmas sucked let's make it count this year whoa well, and some guy just lit a whole line of puddings on fire I think that was a pudding I don't really know my desserts very well Oh, and there's a Tesco truck in front of a high rise and delivery woman in a Santa hat and a full tray of cookies and wine and not thrilled about having to deliver that. Oh, and they're above the clouds. These people are above the clouds because it's a very tall building. Now we're in a mall. Mom and daughter are running. Oh, and they just missed seeing Santa. And she's going to bribe this elf with a tart. Oh, breaking news. Santa could be quarantined. Nope, there he is. He's at border control. Oh, and he's got his vaccine passport. Get your shots, people. Now we got Christmas carolers. Oi! Old man's at the window. Oh, he's suddenly happy. He just stole a cookie. I enjoyed Don't Stop Me Now as a Christmas song. Let's make that official. Here's a guy putting random vegetables and fruits on snowmen as their noses. Oh, like the snowman. Adam and I talked about the snowman on my podcast. Be sure to listen. Now there's a plane trying to take off, but the light keeps blinking. Travel? Don't travel. Oh, and there they go. Oh, and the woman from the beginning arrives at her daughter's house for Christmas dinner. Oh, I love the decorations here. Very festive. This whole thing's very festive. Okay, that's it. Oh, that was cute. Uh, this reminds me, I live in Florida, and our most popular grocery store here is is called Publix, and they similarly do this seasonal ad every year. It usually... Starts showing up around our Thanksgiving. And Publix usually goes for the pulling at your heartstrings, warm, fuzzy feelings in their seasonal ads and their Christmas ads. But Tesco's here was way more fast paced, a lot more fun and a little bit cheeky, I think is the word I'm looking for, which I like. So so well done, Tesco. Yeah. I now have to rate this out of five mince pies and I'm comfortable rating this a three and a half. Probably not a classic, but for this particular year, after the year we had in 2020, it's a message worth celebrating a little bit. But at the same time, pandemic's not over yet, so please continue to be safe. Well, thank you again, Adam. This was fun. And again, be sure to listen to Adam talk with me about the snowman. It's the first of 12 holiday specials I'm talking about this December at the Advent Calendar House, located conveniently at adventcalendar.house. Thanks again, and I hope you have a Merry Christmas.
3: And the big gun saved till last with the alien John Lewis advert, watched and discussed by Art from the Cozy Christmas Podcast.
15: Hello, this is Art from a Cozy Christmas Podcast, and I'm going to be reviewing the John Lewis ad entitled Unexpected Guest. So basically this ad tells the story of a young boy who finds an unexpected guest in the woods near his home. It's Christmas time, and an alien uh, crash lands basically in his backyard. He and the alien quickly form a friendship. They communicate through, at first, through the Christmas lights on his shirt. And as she's trying to fix her ship, he is making friends with her and bringing her... uh, Mince pies. He's bringing her. What uh, they watch a movie together. They have a snowball fight. It, it's just so so sweet as their friendship develops. And then of course the ending um, just kicked me right in the feels. <laughs> it was a really emotional ending, which um, is maybe somewhat predictable ending, but 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 good. I mean it 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 was good. So yeah, I loved this ad. I love so much about it. Uh, First, it was it was just a beautifully shot, beautifully directed uh, short film. Basically, Uh, I I love the science fiction angle to it. The I thought the ad was very well acted with the two main leads, uh, especially the boy. He conveyed such longing and at times loneliness, and then at other times thoughtful deep reflection and then the part where they're watching a movie together and there's a kissing scene and he just looks really awkwardly at her and, and oh it's just perfect it was perfect he he's amazing i don't know who the actor is but uh, he he did a really great job and then the actress who plays the alien uh she's very strange like an alien would be you know she's different she's able to convey that oddness and that fish out of water feeling that they're going for, um, just very well done. Yeah, and it's very sentimental. It'll tug at your heartstrings, and uh, worth every minute of it. Good story. It, it was Christmasy. It it maybe didn't have a lot to do with Christmas itself, but certainly the themes of Christmas are there. As well as the decorations uh play a significant role in it uh but one of the comments I, I watched it on youtube and one of the comments on the video said that this commercial was full of hope wonderment and acceptance and i just 100 percent agree with that they become friends they make a, a very strong connection and accept each other for who they are uh and not uh, because of what they look like and I think that's a powerful message. Under underneath all this is a beautiful rendition of the song Together in Electric Dreams and so in the end it didn't even feel like an ad. I felt like I was just watching a two and a half minute short film and it works wonderfully like that so I I love this. It put me right in the Christmas mood, gave me all the feels uh, and this review is now longer than the than the actual ad is yeah so i give it five mince pies it, it's really well done it just succeeds on every level uh, thanks adam for uh, inviting us on to do another review of these uh of these ads i don't i feel like uh, the american ads pale in comparison to what our uh british cousins are putting out uh this Especially this Christmas. So, thank you so much for sharing that with me. Anyone is interested in checking out my podcast? It's you can find episodes at cozychristmaspodcast.com. So, uh, uh, all of us here, from all of us here at the Cozy Christmas Podcast family, we are wishing our, our friends over at the Merry Christmas Podcast a very Merry Christmas. Take care.
3: So, let's rank these according to our podcasters' mince pie rankings, and I must say, I think I pretty much agree. At the bottom of the rung is the Waitrose advert with two mince pies. Then we move to three mince pies for the Asda advert. Sharing three and a half are Tesco and Sports Direct. Towards the top of the table on four mince pies is the Boots Bags of Joy. And joint top, the best of the best of the Christmas adverts from 2021 officially. On five mince pies, we have the John Lewis Alien ad, keeping their presence at the top of the ad game. Aldi's E-Banana Scrooge keeping pace with the champs as they continue their Kevin Carrot with a literary twist. And a perhaps surprising addition of Very's It's the Very Best Excuse advert, which I do love a lot and I'm glad it's at the top along with Aldi and John Lewis. Who will win next year? There's only one way to find out and it's not to make your own opinions. Come back next year for more expert Christmas podcasters thoughts. And a big thank you to all these brilliant podcasters. As a mega Christmas fan I listen to all of them and so should you to check them out this festive season. Or, when you get some chill time between Christmas and New Year, keep that spirit alive. I've been saving this song for a December episode as it's one of my favourites, even though the lyrics are kind of depressing, as many British Christmas things are. Greg Lake was a Dorset-born musician who started his long musical career at the age of 12, going on to join prog rock band King Crimson, who became cult figures with their 1969 album In the Court of the Crimson King which fused classical jazz and other genres into a blend of prog rock as seen in the fascinating I Talk to the wind
1: I've been, there and I've been in i talk-
3: Lake left the band after this album and went on to form Emerson, Lake and Palmer, who had a string of hits with their progressive art rock sound. He branched out into solo stuff and in 1975 released the song that we're focusing on today, I believe in Father Christmas.
6: be snow at Christmas, they said there'll be peace on earth, but instead it just kept on raining, a veil of tears for the virgin
1: birth. I remember one Christmas morning, a winter's light and a distant choir, and the peal of a bell and that Christmas tree smell, and ice full of tinsel and fire.
3: wrote the song at his home in London, it's about a young boy kind of figuring out that maybe Christmas isn't as magical as it appears as they grow up, as Lake puts it.
11: The
2: song that I wrote is one of those, it's a, it's a song about Christmas.
3: I wanted it to be
7: about the sadness of as a child discovering that um, everything isn't quite what you think it to be.
2: It is all those mixed emotions that go up to make, you know, a very, the very sort of special time really.
3: During the recording of the song, Lake said they wanted to get some festive cheer for the orchestra, so did something that was definitely not child-friendly.
2: So what what we did in the end is we hired a stripper. And she sat on the uh, lead uh, fiddle player's lap, was a, a moment to relish. All the guys in the orchestra all rushed to the front, and somebody stepped on the double bass, put their foot right through the double bass, and it was like, oh, what a nightmare it was, you know. Poor guy's double bass, we had to pay for it, you know.
3: The classical instrumental bit in the song came from a Prokofiev suite called Lieutenant Kije. And the lyricist of the song, Peter Infield, described the song as a picture postcard Christmas with morbid edges. And despite the sad heart of the song, the music and chorus add a festive feel and I think the whole thing works. It's quite a sentimental, sweet Christmas song. The song got to number two in the UK charts, beaten by Bohemian Rhapsody by Queen. So let's hear some covers, and there's some really interesting ones out there. First up is an icon of British pop, Robbie Williams, former member of Take That and solo Superstar. He released an epic double christmas album with a whole range of originals and some covers including his own take on i believe in father christmas
0: they said there'll be snow at christmas they said there'll be peace on earth but instead it just kept on raining A veil of tears for the virgin birth I remember one Christmas morning A winter's light and a distant choir And the peal of a bell and that Christmas tree smell And their eyes full of tinsel and fire
3: Next up is a Britpop band from West Yorkshire called Embrace who have released seven albums since 1998 and covered the song in 2006.
0: They sold me a dream of Christmas They sold me a silent night They told me a fairy story Till I believed in the Israelite smell Christmas, I wish you a brave new year. All the anguish, the pain and sadness, leave your heart, let your road be clear. And they said, was...
3: Let's hear something quite different with an electronic touch from Pretty Robotic. voice, TV presenter and singer Toya Wilcox performed a cover on a 1982 TV special called Pop Goes Christmas.
1: Christmas.
3: And to someone I mentioned on the last episode, a jazzy cover from Jamie Cullum, who brings his usual piano style to the song.
6: They said there'll be snow at Christmas They said there'll be peace on earth But instead it just kept on raining A veil of tears for the virgins I remember one Christmas morning A winter's light and a distant choir And the peal of a bell and that Christmas tree smell And their eyes full of tinsel and fire They sold me a dream of Christmas They sold me a silent night They told me a fairy story
3: Appropriately, let's hear a cover from someone born on Christmas Day, who was a footballer, and then a football pundit, and then for some reason released a Christmas album. Chris Kamara played for many clubs throughout his footballing career in the 70s, 80s and 90s, and then became a commentator and an amusing celebrity. This Christmas cover came on his festive album, Here's to Christmas, out in 2019.
9: Brave New Year All anguish, pain and sadness Leave your heart, let your
2: road be clear They said there'd be snow at Christmas They said there'll be peace on earth Hallelujah, Noel, be it heaven or hell The Christmas we get, we deserve
3: voices seem to be less common on this song, but I found another from musical theatre legend Elaine Page, who covered the track in 1986. check out a slightly rockier version from Nottingham Indie Band 6x7. And finally, one of my favourite comedians and podcasters, Adam Buxton, put out a Christmas special called The Shed of Christmas, with odd festive clips, adverts and songs. And he got Supergrass lead singer Gaz Coombs along to duet on a cover of I Believe in Father Christmas and it's brilliant.
1: Christmas. Well, I wish you a brave new year well, All anguish and pain and sadness Leave your heart and let your road be clear They said there'll be snow at Christmas They said there'll be peace on earth Hallelujah, Noel, be it heaven or hell the Christmas we get, we deserve Take it away Adam
3: Oh, I hope you have a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year There may be a sneaky short new British festive music pod dropping soon so keep an ear out for that and of course always get in touch on Instagram, Twitter and Facebook all at MerryBritzmas Have you ever tried to eat more than one Christmas dinner? How about three? Or four? Do you have a favourite Christmas advert? Do you agree with the Christmas podcasters on the best and worst? Get in touch but more importantly have a great Britsmas Xmas time Happy blooming Christmas to you and all.